0: G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League Podcast. We're the AFL Fantasy Podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars, we only talk about the lesser knowns and the players that are going to bring value to your draft Keeper League teams. My name's Hef, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kaze. How are you, mate? Not too bad, Hef. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, We had the first of the buy rounds on the weekend, Mm -hmm. and they are a brutal, brutal beast. Now, we play in a league together, the Podcasters League, Mm -hmm. that plays through the buys, and um, yeah, it's really lopsided as to who has buys when and who can field teams and who can't. So, I get it in classic and stuff like that, where you only have to field your best 18 or whatever, and you can drop a few players off, and that it can be fun, but geez, it sucks in Cape Leagues. Oh. Oh man, it's really, really And hard. draft legs, I guess, as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, for example, I think my match, I lost by 30 points or so, uh, and I only had 16 players I could field as opposed to the coach who had 18. So, you know, it could have been anything. It does help that I had uh, Jack Steele as vice captain. If yep. I actually ball stuff and put it on and left Darcy Parrish to be the captain, I might've just oh. one but actually I think I might have just fallen short but because then he's got another 23 but uh, yeah true. Yeah, look uh, yeah a bit of carnage I had um, Harry Mackay go down two in that game so really could have been anything like it is annoying because it, it is genuinely potluck because yeah, you are course. bringing in guys who you would never usually start you know might be a guy um, I had to play Tom Sparrow for example who actually played really well but you know you wouldn't necessarily back them in week to week um, but saying that you do get around these guys as well because it's you know, true like oh shit it's yeah, kind of fun go Tommy Sparrow you <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, even though you're never going to, you know, you're not a keeper, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah. no. Nah, he uh, scored a run the weekend. He, he times, did. Bro? I think he scored 79. 79, so yeah. I'm pretty happy with that. But yeah. yeah, look, it's brutal. Especially if you're like mid table and you like- yeah, You of need course. things to go right and you could easily go zip and three just because- yeah, you might have 10 injuries on your list um, yep. and then the biases don't work out in your favour. Yeah, similar like in another league that I'm in with my Port Adelaide footy mates. Like I'm topping that league by... Oh, I was a fair way. I've lost the last couple because my whole forward line got injured. But uh, yeah, look, I lost another game on the weekend by... I think the other guy had a full team of 18, Mm. and I could only field 14, and I only lost by 60 points, but, you know, that if you had the full team there, you would have absolutely smashed them, so, yeah, yeah, it's bloody annoying, but that's (laughs) fantasy football, but, you know. Anyway, it's a uh, cold, wintry night here Mm. in Adelaide, and uh, I hope you can't um, hear the rain on the tin roof. It's probably not the best roof for podcasting under, but that's okay, but, uh, look- I, in wintertime, case mm-hmm. I love I love a stout, a yep. dark beer, you know that. So, I was just wondering, do you think Remedy would ever bring out a stout-flavoured Remedy Kombucha? Oh, well, you know that they do like the, the chocolate stouts and stuff like yeah. that. So, surely a, a Kombucha stout is not out of the realms of possibility. Surely, it's not too far away. We should, maybe we should put that to the brains trust. I'm not sure if we get through marketing and into development, but, you know, we'll, what's we'll put it out of there. What's your favourite stout? Uh, I'm a big fan. Oh, it's really, really hard to choose. My, my my staple, like if I was gonna drink like a heap of stouts, like, mm-hmm. you know, by a, slab, by a slab it'd be um it'd be my the Brew Boys down the road, Their ace of spades. It's won so many like uh, medals at the beer awards. Like it's hard with stouts so though because like if I'm drinking crafties the stout that I like won't be around, like, it's always small batch stuff. So, like, anything kind of deeds. I think they did, like, a Lamington stout. recently. Mm, that was, that was actually them, quite yeah. good. Um, uh, there's, there's a few. You if yeah. hipster for your own good. What's wrong peanut, with the there's good- a good- There's a peanut butter stout they do as well that's bloody good. Yeah. 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 What's wrong with a good Southwark stout or a Cooper's stout? Well, funnily enough, uh, I don't know if I should mention this publicly, but Ace of Spades and the Southwark stout is uh, by Brew Boys, and the Southwark Stout's actually a pretty similar recipe, uh, rumours have it. So. Southwark stout is delicious. Yeah, yeah, it's based on that. So uh, yeah, if you're if you're, in, if you're in Adelaide, you can't really get Brew Boys anywhere else. I've asked them if they do distribute. You probably hear us talking about Brew boys heaps on this pod, but the other yeah. one is like, could they do a port kombucha? Maybe. Like, yeah, you mean port heavy, as like, yeah, like fortified. Heavy, heavy and bubbly might be a bit tough. But. Yeah. I don't think these are really great ideas. I don't think there'd be too many people buying like a stout flavor or, no, or a port gonna be, flavor. We're not going to get a job in R&D at yeah, Remedy after no, this. Yeah, absolutely not. But, uh, you know, we can only dream. Like, we're just trying to think of our favorite drinks and mashing them into <laughs> kombuchas. But anyways, if you want to get yourself some kombucha, uh, head to remediedrinks.com au slash shop and use the coupon KEEPER20 and you can get 20% off Remedy Kombucha and free shipping. So, um, if you're lucky, you might have as many. I if you if you stock up, you might have as many boxes of remedy can butcher as I've got. Which uh, Kays and I have kind of figured out we can actually use these as currency because we have that many uh, dollars it's worth like of remedy coins. But yeah, bitcoin worth yeah. of remedy in here. But uh, do you say bitcoin or big coin? Bit. Oh, okay. It's not like Bitcoin because it's like actually physical. It's not yeah, virtual, okay. but. <laughs> I don't know what it would be. <laughs> it's like, It's big, it's big money. That's what it is. Bitcoin. Oh, it's Bitcoin. There's so much money worth, there's so many dollars worth of remedy kombucha sitting in my laundry yeah, room that's right Yeah, Hopefully classics. no one breaks into my house uh, <laughs> yeah. steals it. Imagine having to tell the cops that <laughs> what's been stolen. <laughs> uh, putting probably in the, like putting in 20 ins- cases of remedy. The insurance claim for the remedy yeah. kombucha, that'd be a bit weird. But, uh, you know, remedy look after the podcast and, and another great brand that looks after the podcast is Zambrero. So mm. they're uh, they're looking after the listeners, giving away a burrito for a listener and a mate each week. And case recently, after your um, advice, I mm. brought back the handwritten notes. So have actually got the paper on the desk here, the pen. Good. So I've been writing notes to the listeners. Um, That's definitely want. haven't been giving you shit in any of the notes. So I bet um, you would yep. have done all of them. <laughs> I hope the last one doesn't actually surface. Uh, Please I'm post sure. on Twitter <laughs> where we once said to. <laughs> I wrote jokes afterwards, I yeah, swear. right. right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the person who received that uh, letter plus uh, two uh, burritos from their local Zambros was Chris Dixon from Bentley East uh, in Victoria. So, no doubt Kays has stalked this listener and knows where I Bentley East is. I actually know East where Bentley is. is. My brother-in-law used to live in Bentley East or Bentley. So, uh, is that Adrian? Yeah, Yeah. so I know that area pretty well. It's just near Moorabbin, so not far from uh, St Kilda's home base ex-home base just so like the that. um, just so the listeners know that I don't actually give K's the specific address where these listeners live because you're probably looking them up and seeing where they <laughs> uh, live and checking out what they drive and <laughs> you creep <laughs> Chris I don't know what you drive but <laughs> I do like your window shades yeah <laughs> alright uh, if you want to get involved and win yourself a burrito or uh, well, two burritos one for you and a mate head to au slash zambero, zambero. sorry sign up there and uh, you could be in the running All right, moving into the round rewind. It's probably going to be a short, sharp, and shiny episode uh, this week because we only had three games each to look at, which is uh, it's nice actually. Hmm. Like I love, I love fantasy footy podcasting. Don't get me wrong, but it's almost like you get a bit of a break over these next few weeks. So Very nice. It's a bit less work to do. So a bit of a mid-season break, and it probably come in a timely uh, manner as well. So yeah. Anyways. Let's talk about the uh, Melbourne versus Brisbane game straight up. So, Tom Sparrow, I mentioned him just before. He had 79 points and he was the sub for a couple weeks and then he actually started this week and he was used through the midfield. He had nine centre-bounce attendances and Melbourne have just been experimenting with players in the middle of the last few weeks. So, uh, for example, they've used Neil Bullen in there a bit, uh, Cosi Pickett. Um, so, don't get too excited because they seem to kind of shuffle people in and out. But he wasn't awful in there and, you know, like I said, he he hasn't really played uh, that many full games. He's been a sub a lot. So, he'd actually get a full game and a full game in the midfield and uh, actually score okay. Definitely puts him on the monitor list, I reckon. So, um, yeah, definitely watch him, see what happens over the next few weeks. Yeah, I was gonna- kind of keen on him, his chances pre-season and obviously, you know, never know what going to happen with Melbourne before the start of a year. But, um, you know, good to see he's worked his way into this side when they're, when they're up and going and, and pretty strong too. So, hopefully that is uh, good for his future. Do you know what I've just thought of? Hmm. There's going to be a sub in the grand final, isn't there? Yeah. So, like, someone has to actually suit up and just watch for probably the whole game. Would you rather that and not get a medal? Oh, you get a medal, dear. I assume so. What if you don't come on? I don't, well, you're, that's technically a game play. Yeah, true. You've technically played Oh, no, a I'll take final. that. It's better than yeah, not getting one, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Alex Neil Bullen here, 72 points, and uh, he was on the wing again. Um, while he's listed as a forward, this is super handy. So, um, look, 70 points, you'll take that for a forward any day of the week, especially throughout a buy round as well. Um, that'd be pretty handy to have. So, you know, not going to set the world on fire fantasy-wise, but it's good to see him actually picking up a bit of the footy and not having to score goals to actually put up a decent fantasy score. So, Alex Neil Bullen is a good option as a forward at the moment. We move on to some Brisbane players, Kays, but Beast Mode. Just wish we do a minute of silence, or oh, that might be a bit boring. How to disrespectful to one yeah. of the great players of our game to drop him? Yeah, after absolute legend of the game. Letting him get all the press last week, getting him involved as the barometer, and he is because. Uh, the, sorry, Brisbane Lions are three wins, four losses without beast mode and five and zip when beast mode starts in their best twenty-two. Bit of a Shane Mumford factor there. He is the man, but look, he went back to the uh, VFL and just had a lazy 39 touches and uh, 11 clearances. So I think we did make mention last week that when Neil comes back in, his position is dicey. But well, now Zulko's definitely out. So, yeah, so. Uh, beast mode. Welcome back, brother. <laughs> uh, Zach Bailey had 99 points. Uh, he was on fire, but he's. Still couldn't turn up. Kicked four goals, uh, had uh, five CBAs, so in the midfield a little bit, so mainly up forward though. I just can't see him being an elite fantasy scorer. I can see him being handy um, and probably someone worth picking up. Maybe like he could get to like Toby Green level, Mm. maybe. Yeah, because the game he played on Friday night was – Outstanding, Yeah. But uh, yeah, you just like – it just seems genuinely a quality over quantity kind of player. Yeah, I agree, um, which is a bit disappointing for fantasy, but still good to watch. So, yeah. Uh, Harris Andrews had nine out points, and he was playing on Luke Jackson mainly for the game. Had 14 marks, but – you know, playing on a, a bit of an inexperienced forward. Mm-hmm. Jackson's no, you know, slob, but he's like younger, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so had 14 marks on him, but someone like Harris Andrews is just too hard to predict when he's going to do a, you know, take 14 marks in a game. So I think, um, just loophole option at best for Harris Andrews, mm-hmm. but like it wouldn't be going out of my way to get him. But if you've got him, you might be able to play him as a loophole. Grant Birnchill had 90 points, just the old dog doing his usual things in defense. Um, he'll win someone a grand final this year. I think we've said that, Agreed. but he's going to win. Uh, fantasy coach out there grand final around 22 or 23 whenever you're grand final but he'll put up a big score one of those weeks um, or you know a 90 plus and Devin Robinson had 81 points and he featured heavily in the midfield rotation even with Neil back so he had 14 CBAs uh, averaging 5 tackles per game which I didn't realise it was that high so that's actually pretty good for fantasy scoring um, and he had 8 tackles in this game as well yeah He's gonna be a good player. He is. He just seemed to bob up everywhere as well. Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, there's Devin Robertson like a full back. Oh, there yeah. he is on the wing. Oh, like he he literally covered the ground Yeah. He gets around the ground. So, yeah. Um yeah, I, I uh I'm super keen on him, you know, it's his second year. So I think, you know, you know what happens next year if Oh third year breakout. Correct. That's just just one player I got right in my draft this year. Well it's good to see, you know. I got a couple. I got a couple. You, know, you got one right, that's nice. Carl one right. That was, yeah, but that was like <laughs> everyone would have drafted Kaimon, you know, in the first. I round. was ridiculed by some listeners, so anyway. no, I'm not by man. I'm a big Carl man. Uh, on to the Sydney Saint, killed a game. I start with the Saints. Jack Higgins, 116 points from him. Now I'm sure everyone knows what happened to Jack on the weekend. He kicked one goal, six, and uh, shanked one when they you know, could have basically won the game there. But uh, look, if he could kick, boy oh boy, it could have been a, a 150 pluser. He, he basically had the game of his life out on that half forward flank slash wing. So he was roaming around. was a bit of a leading target at times um, and had 23 touches and 12 marks. So played a sensational game. But someone like him just frustrates me kind of like a Jack Higgins because I just don't see why games like this can't happen more often. Why can't he get, you know, 20 touches, six marks and kick a couple goals? He, he should be uh, in his realms of uh, capability. So I've said it a million times. I'm just not sure that the Saints was the best choice of club for him to, to kind of get the best out of him. He's going to be penciled into that that small forward role. So, um I know he can do this. It's just I just can't see it happening week to week, which is a big head scratcher for, for many coaches. Did you see him being referred to as Missy Higgins? Yeah, I thought that was very funny. <laughs> That's great. great. Yeah. That's some definitely uh, some good comedy Did there. Did he miss the goals? Yes. yes. And, you know, if he keeps missing those goals, he might not be secured in that best 22, but no, nah, I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. But, but still, like- Kick some goals, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but some of them were just genuine, like never even looked like going in. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. uh, must have some yips there, but he'll he'll get better. But, but um, okay. yeah, his consistency just worries me. i Missy. miss Tim Membry, 94 points. Uh, anyone else see Tim Membry being like a top 30 forward this year? Like a genuine... Consistent forward I I didn't Uh, No But he's been very good And played both ends of the ground On the weekend Had 20 touches And kicked two goals Two for the day Dropped back uh, In the defence To help out at times So look He's working super hard And and showing his uh, young protege Maxie King How to do it So look He's 27 And he's not one of those guys Who's a keeper But um, You know Always a good guy to kind of pick up each each year because you know someone like him will always bob up and kick five or six in a game and, and could you win you a game as a as a bench option. But if you're looking for this year and just want potentially a cheeky trade target, they play Frio in round 23, so he could potentially get off the chain there um, because you mean know, Frio's uh, big backs come sometimes uh, aren't always fit and firing. Um, we'll say that he has gone home from uh, yeah, for this where week. for this week but he's having a kid mm-hmm. so he won't be able to pretty much leave the state until uh the lockdown is over and that could be some time yet so he might miss a couple of weeks maybe two or three um on the back of this Good so pick up yeah interesting but like, like i said i think he if you've got him in later in the season he can go big on his mm-hmm. day and score you a few points correct uh, Jack Sinclair, eighty-nine points from him, had plenty of the ball back in defence. Uh, Twenty-nine touches, just roaming around everywhere, averaging eighty-three in the last month and has been very, very solid. Um, he's probably dented the scoring prowess of you know guys like Nick Coffield, Hunter Clark, and, and those kind of players. So, look, he's been solid. Um, I reckon in our league, he's basically been a, a keeper each year, um, purely on his. Potential, um, but you know now with that back status and and playing a pretty solid back role, you know you don't really sneeze at eighty average defenders. So if you can keep that up for the rest of the year, uh, I think he's well on the way to becoming a, a keeper in many legs. Harry Cunningham had 99 points, uh, 25 touches and 9 marks. I can't believe he's only 71 percent owned. I think that's still criminally underrated. Just never does much wrong and is super, super reliable uh, fantasy-wise. And, uh, look, if you're looking for a, a pickup this week or, or someone to, to loophole, I reckon he's going to go big this weekend against the Hawks. Um, I reckon they'll kick it down his throat a heap and uh, he'll he'll score well. He's put a few good games together now. He has. Uh, Georgie Hewitt had 92. Definitely his best game of the year across that halfback line. 23 touches and 7 marks Been a bit of a funny season from him Just can't get a crack in that midfield But uh, you know, guys like um, Warner and, and the like can't even do that either So look, it's a, it's a good midfield at the moment for Sydney But has been pretty solid across that back line Only the third time this season he's hit 20 touches So hopefully it's onwards and upwards now that he's finally got some uh, continu- continuity Whatever it is in his game Continuity Yeah, that. So, look, it's uh, the third time he's hit 20 touches this season. Um, Yeah, 31% owned. So, on his best form, I reckon he's a really solid pickup, uh, but has been a bit hot and cold this season. But, look, uh, you can definitely roll the dice with a a player of Hewitt's quality. Uh, Tommy McCartan had 81 points. He was really solid in the back line on the weekend, 18 touches and 10 marks. Just looked really, really solid back there. Had seven intercept possessions. uh, Really seemed to get amongst it and and kind of submit himself as one of the, you know, proper, genuine, um, you know, key defenders of the comp. Look, he only had negative one in the last quarter, so his score could have been anything. Uh, 15% owned, back forward, and uh, could be in for a big game against the Hawks this week too. So if you do need someone uh, just to plug a gap in bye weeks, I reckon Tommy McCartan could be a solid option. All right, let's move on to the Adelaide versus Collingwood game. Actually, Saturday was a good day for our footballers. Oh, actually, the Essendon game was um, close for a lot of it, but then it kind of blew out. The last not 10 right. minutes was hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, but most of the footy was good on the day. But yeah, the Crows uh, versus Collingwood game was uh, no exception. It was uh, also another good game despite uh, Crows losing. If you're a Crows supporter, if you're not a Crows supporter, then Sounds you're, like probably, you're, a Crow supporter. you're probably happy with Collingwood. Do you hate I mean, Collingwood or the Crows more? I love Collingwood, supporter. black and white. I, like, I know the whole prison bar debate, but that would be my second favourite team. I just like the really they got, do a bad tasting. Well, they've just camps. got like a similar reputation, like with their supporters and stuff like no that. Teeth, so, yeah, exactly, yeah. So that sort of stuff. So you know, powerhouse clubs of their state. Um, yeah. So mm, it's not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's we'll get stuck in. So Taylor Walker had 101 points, kicked two goals, and six behind. So suckling calling him Missy Walker. Um, could, could have been a huge game for him though. You're like you've got to admit though, he's been pretty good this season. Mm-hmm. Like he had a lean patch for about three weeks uh, not long ago, but he's mm-hmm. bounced back a bit. He went undrafted in that league, I think, yeah. which was. Um, Pretty, pretty amazing, really, because there's usually a Crows Nuffy that picks someone like him up. So. we have got four or five Crows Nuffies in the league yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, look, when Crows are a chance of winning, he was going to be a good scorer. So definitely stream him in those games, I think, because like, he's just so good at set shots and he gets enough opportunities to kick him. So mm-hmm. yeah, he'd be spewing He miss those for his common chances. But anyway, Shane McAdam had 78 points, uh, kicked two goals. Like It was a good game, but like, eh, like the slightest tip of the cap, maybe like a little nudge. Like for this score, maybe like the cap fell over his eyes and he just had to, you know, top, you know, it's our, our really eyes and we just like a genuine, like a touch of the cap or. Yeah, something like that. Or maybe it just, yeah, like fell over my eyes a little bit and I had to just. No, when you're driving, you just give it a little wave. Like, yeah. yeah. Or like I've nodded off and the hat's just fallen over my face and I've just got it out my face. Maybe. Anyway, tip of the cap, he, Shane he's McAdam. Just, he's either hot or cold. There's yeah. no like moderate Shane McAdam. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it just doesn't excite me. Seven, eight points from Shane McAdam, unfortunately. But, you know, good on you for playing, okay. Uh, Caleb Polt had 105 points. Like, just get on board this kid. Like, he's going to be an absolute jet. Uh, he's got a nice throw on the wing. Loves using the ball by foot. Uh, kicked a big snag from outside 50 as well, on the 50. I just love him. Like, I love the look of him. Love his hair. Um, love that he was, a, you know, underage fantasy scorer that we kind of got around at the uh, end of last year. So, yeah. Good Drossen lad, too. Oh, he's SA as well, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So yeah, it just ticks all the right so boxes much for this yeah. So he's going to be two G four P, pretty and, quickly. And uh, a nice little pickup in our podcasters league. Hef, I own him. I oh, do. You? Yeah, you got him in the draft. I do. Yeah, what time that I get him. Oh, let's have a look. would have been, been pretty late, I reckon. Very late. Yeah, especially when everyone else is picking scum like you know Finlay McRae and Round. I reckon I would have got Errol Goulden at a pretty similar time, but uh, uh, yeah, he went at pick three hundred and twenty. Jeez, that was late. Um, Jamie Elliott. Let's move on. One hundred and five oh. points. Uh, he kicked six straight. So, like, shout out to Simo, who writes the uh, captains and streamers article on the website. Uh, it was a great read, by the way. But uh, yeah, he picked him as his streamer option of the week. So, you know, he won't do this every week, Jamie Oliver, but he can make a good streamer option from time to time. Is it so- Jamie Oliver? Jamie Elliott anyone who knows me well knows that I love Jamie Oliver <laughs> Too might, much. Have a, might have been a Freudian slip though. that might be your third love can we go back on the replay and, and hear that maybe we'll have to go back and listen <laughs> you, you, you can skip backwards I do have I think I've got 14 Jamie Oliver cookbooks and I make something out of them every week like I'll, I'll use them all the Here's time Is your Ben Keys. Yeah, like for non-football Ben Keyes. No, like, I love Ben Keyes. You love Jamie Oliver. Yeah, okay. Let's just go with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, look, like I said, Jamie Elliott. I <laughs> almost said Oliver then. Uh, <laughs> won't do it every week, but he'll make a good streamer option. And last year he got a lot of midfield time. It didn't really do much to his scoring, um, but I think he actually plays a little bit better as a forward, really. Mm. And that seems to be that midfield time seems to be going to, to go at the moment. So yeah. um, if he plays at 40, he should kick a few goals and he should be right. It actually helps Collingwood having... Ellie in there because it means they can put to going in the midfield yeah. more and I think it actually they can almost play 50-50 split midfield. A lot if of they people forgot that that was probably why he started going so shit well he was mm. shit the whole time but he would have had more opportunity to score better so yeah. you know he might be a good buy low target at the moment Dugowie, Yeah. You know. um, Will Hoskin-Elliot uh, 93 points uh, he was my loophole option this week um, so he was on a wing against a team that gives up points so it was a really easy pick but uh, I'm not sure you can expect every week he's a pretty up and down player but with Main out and he's been going into defence uh, recently um, so this week he was just guaranteed a wing spot but with Main going into the back line as well he might score a bit more consistently if he plays up the ground bit more so he's just one to monitor over the next few weeks i think he's listed as a forward as well i reckon mm-hmm. um isaac quain had 86 points and he's gone over 80 in his last three games so um he's got an 83.4 average from his last five as well so he's getting into 2g 4p territory he's averaging 75 so he's not quite there yet you need to kind of have that around the 80 mark before you get mm-hmm. considered but you know if you keep doing this each week you're gonna get there so where do you rate someone like quain or because he doesn't have a ceiling but he has a very high floor yeah, like he rarely dips under that seventy-five, but he's never busting out one tens, one twenties. You try to pick him as your D three, going forward. D two, D three, going forward. You get a gun scorer first in, and then you pick someone like him. Depending on how your drafts going, like if you're if you're targeting f- defenders early, you probably want to go someone a bit better before you pick him as your D three. But he's never going to go big, is he? Like uh, not, he doesn't no, know probably not. Yet. No, probably. But he's going to be serviceable. He's going to oh, be like, like I definitely never turn. He's going to be like, like a better version, company. better fantasy version of Saad. I reckon. So not, a, yeah, something like that. Um, Trent Bianco had 77 points, uh, playing on a wing, uh, nice role for a junior as well, set up a few scoring opportunities, um, got forward and kicked a snag himself as well. So just another kid um, that we've talked about a lot, had some big VFL numbers a few weeks ago, kind of busted his way into the team and we're just a big fan of him and we think he's got a bright future ahead of him. So you know, Trent Bianco if he's available on your league for sure. Mm. Uh, the dream time at the... Swan game. dream time at the Optus. It was actually... It would have been sick to go there because Optus Stadium's light show is amazing. So, that pre-game live would have been sensational. But I have to start off talking about Sir Nicholas Cox, <laughs> uh, the future <laughs> Brownlow medalist and uh, the rising star nominate nominator, whatever it's called. He, he got the nomination this week. Nominee. Uh, he's going to win at Brownlow. Um He's actually got the last seat on my bus. It's officially confirmed now. There was one seat left on my bus. Oh, you didn't have to kick uh, anyone off? No, I was, I've always had one spot open this season. It's okay. come to the halfway mark and Nick Nick's on the bus now. But uh, I thought I loved him, but I'm going to have to fight Luke Darcy for him. He just talks about him every single second, uh, if anyone noticed that in the coverage. But uh, look- he, he mentioned is, that he's tall? Uh, all the time. <laughs> but uh, look, 23 touches, eight marks, two tackles, a goal. Yeah, he was, he was really awesome. Uh, out on the wing- Played on the ball at times, was in the ruck. He really did it all. Uh, four clearances, even had two hitouts. So I just love his engine and that two-way running and, and that marking ability. And the more I kind of think about it, Hef, I reckon he's actually, you know, we talk about who could be that next uh, Richo, Nick Rewalt kind of player. It's Nick Cox. Yeah, definitely is uh, that kind of caliber. I just don't know if those type of players really exist in the modern game. That's all. Like well, he does. He's scored 100. Yeah, but like consistently. He outperformed, you know, Premiership players, yeah, perhaps. I don't know. Like, I think he's got a lot of potential. I just wonder where he ends up, um, playing kind of permanently. That's all perfect on the wing, floats forward, takes grabs. His engine's massive. He and I he, think yeah. he covers them, he covered the most ground on the weekend, too. He could be like the next Adam Goods, you know, rucks and then roves his own ball. He's pretty skinny to be a Rutman. I get worried every time he goes yeah, in that center square. I'm like, please don't snap him, but he is tall. He's very tall (laughs) Uh, Speaking of tall guys Andrew Phillips Had 85 points uh, Continues his Continues to hold His own out there Uh, Had a really decent Battle with uh, Maviar Chol Who was super hot On the game Especially early But Phillips had 25 hit outs And 10 touches Also lobbed forward And kicked the goal Look uh, my big worry Is obviously when Sammy Draper comes back But at the moment If Peter Wright's still out I think they're going To have to play Both Phillips and uh, Draper in the same team And that's all right Because I think uh, One can always kind of bub up forward and we do need a bit more tools up in our forward line and to me I just don't want Nick Cox's second ruck so I think they're going to have to play either either Wright or Phillips as the second stringer to to Draper when he comes in but uh, in the meantime Phillips is, is scoring pretty well and pretty consistently so uh, worth a look if you need a ruckman how far away is Draper? Uh, hopefully one week oh, yeah. he keeps he's, like- he's been on test for yeah, like a couple of weeks yeah that's uh jayden had 65 points he's having a very underrated year down back i always liked him as a forward but uh the poor bloke just couldn't kick set shot goals but anyway he's in the back line of performing very well had 15 touches and six marks uh super important back there for us averaging 63 for the year and really his uh floor's been pretty good he's had third uh, sorry three 40s but outside of them his 57 is his lowest and 108 is his highest so a nice little uh middle ground there back forward status so if you just need someone to plug a gap for a couple of weeks he could be one to look at and lastly if we're talking about next line Brownland medalists, is Archie Perkins oh, how many Essendon players do you want to talk about mate you're worse than I talk <laughs> about four I don't talk about <laughs> eight or ten like you uh, 40 points from the perk I'm surprised he didn't score more he looked to actually be around it a lot but uh, yeah. I think he was missing first quarter zero points first quarter yeah right but he always seemed to be around the ball and yeah I don't know there was something about him I was just like oh he'll be on a good score tonight you just notice all that hair that's all yeah and he's just so strong and bullish out there but look he has a genuine crack and if you can i think stash him because uh yeah he's gonna be an absolute player of the future On to the Tigers. Georgie Castagna had 104 points. Pulls out a game like this every now and then. Um, Look, while he kicked three goals, and that's kind of what you might take out of it, it's all about the mark count with a player like him. He had 12 marks. That little chippy game of the Tigers uh, kind of overinflated his score here a bit. I think I've said it before earlier this year, I reckon if if you went to a a different club, he could be a super handy winger or midfielder at another club, but obviously plays that role beautifully at the Tigers. Can't see him leaving, uh, obviously, because they're so successful. But because of that, it's just too hard to predict his score Uh, potentially you could try and loophole him but um, you know the 104s are probably a 2 or 3 time a year occurrence so uh, a bit inconsistent there also on 104 points was Jackie Graham now this is a game that should be a standard for Jack unfortunately it's just not 22 touches 2 goals and 5 tackles something around that mark should be par for a player of his quality just continues to tease and look Tigers continue to get injuries, which I think should make it easy for him to score. Now we see that uh, Dion Presti is out for a few weeks now. So he needs to actually find some form. He could actually be the most frustrating player to own in fantasy, I reckon. Um, yeah, he's up there because he just shows so much potential, but doesn't Correct. actually do anything for kinda you. Kind of like a Jack Martin, kind of like a. Is that just Richmond midfielders I, I don't
1: know. know Dusty Martin's looks-
0: frustrating. Trent is frustrating. They're all frustrating. It's true, but, you know someone like Graham tackles a lot and you go like you're getting you know minimum five tackles a game like and it's not that hard to get 15 20 touches either so I don't know frustrating and yeah I do tend to agree with that Richmond call but come on Jack lift <laughs> uh one guy who was incredibly good was Mabia Chol 97 points from him oh, I reckon he clunked about four marks in the first five minutes uh 19 touches six marks of the game and had 19 hitouts. Uh, just has a genuine crack, and his marking ability is amazing. I think this weekend's going to be a great matchup with Nick Nat and him going head-to-head. I reckon it's going to be a, a genuine battle. Um, look, Obviously, with Nate being out for four to six weeks, um, he's going to be the number one ruckman at uh, Richmond. He's only 42% owned, so if you do need a ruck forward, I reckon he's one to look at, especially... Uh, he scored 62 the week before uh, from only 66% time on ground, and that's uh, when Nank was playing against the Crow. So scoring well, playing well, I reckon he's one to worth uh, sorry one to have in your side going forward. And lastly, Jackie Arts had 81 points. So not a player I really love, but uh, i got to admit, he's playing some pretty good pressure footy this year. Had 18 touches and five tackles, uh, kicked three points, so could have easily tunned up, averaging 71 in his last five, and is building a pretty nice season he actually hasn't gone under 50 since, um, sorry, in eight rounds. So, playing very consistent footy, and I reckon his job security is high. Um, definitely safer than a guy like Caddy or anyone like that. So, uh, if you do need some forward cover, uh, Jake Arts is playing very well. All right, let's move on to the next game of the round, which was Carlton versus West Coast. Uh, on the Sunday, you'd look at this one, Case. Heff. Yeah. I'm refusing to watch any more Carlton games this year. Really? But Paddy Dow plays for them. But they're He's so, so good. bad. And like the same five players score well each week and then the rest just underwhelm. They are just no wonder they have a getting a review into their coaching and Recruiting, it's just trash. But anyway, um, it's we it stuck it, to be a car supporter for so long. Said, they have so the same. Bad. They have fifty of the same player. Yeah, uh, and For s- so long though. They've been so shit. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. underwhelming. Uh, we'll set a field ninety four points. To be honest, not really sure he adds to his side. Adds to the side, but kind of score well occasionally. Um, look, was fine on Sunday, but. Probably could play any of the kids to play as role. If we're honest, uh, Jacob Weidring, eighty-three points, took ten marks that helped his score. That's about it. And Tom De Koenig, probably the only guy on the team who's not named Walsh or Mackay that I'm actually excited about. Uh, played forward um, because uh, Harry Mackay got injured in that first quarter, so we saw Pitnet basically take most of the ruck duties for the game. Um, De Koninck just kind of stepped in when needed. But look, he's got a nice leap, solid kick, uh, great move around the ground, and kicked two goals, one. So I reckon. He's probably the third person in that team who I'm actually excited about watching. You're telling me you're not excited about Paddy Dow? No. Uh, so Paddy Dow had 48 points, and considering they were playing the Eagles waffle side, I thought the VFL specialist might have come to the, you know. The well, four, he donated against. Uh, well, no, some under academy squad the other week. Yeah, he <laughs> had 30 touches against the Sydney 16 year old kids. So yeah, surprised uh, he didn't do it yeah, at Yeah, NFL 48 level. points from Paddy. Uh, yeah, look, you can't even beat a waffle side. So um, catch your buddy. I just want him to have like one. Good game Because that's The song The video on Twitter Is sitting at um, 45,000 views And I just wanted To get it to 50,000 And I reckon If he has a big game We could spruik it a bit And put it back out there For just get those Last 5,000 views But uh, it's just not Having games left In the season 11 Yeah probably He won't play Again probably (laughs) So, sad. Yeah. Um, onto the Eagles. Flying Ryan had 104 points. I thought he was best on ground. He was uh, very electric. Played that small forward game perfectly. Kind of almost played a bit of a full forward role in the absence of, you know, Kennedy and um, Allen, those kind of players. But look, 17 touches, nine marks and four goals. Uh, getting back to full fitness and showed that third up from the spell, he looked amazing. So uh, 29% owned. I think he's a great loophole option because he can easily pull out these games every now and then. Uh, kick a bag get dangerous and uh yeah ton up so if you do need a forward who can yeah go big on occasions he's one to look at uh zach langdon's another who played pretty well 77 points from him opportunity presented itself and uh, he was pretty good out in that wing 20 touches two tackles and a sausage roll look he's a funny one because actually he's got a lot of good attributes he just gets penciled into that half forward flanker role a bit so um, 25 years old came to the Eagles for a reason obviously in the off season so to be honest it it wouldn't surprise me if like over the next you know 12, 18, 24 months he got a a long term spot in that wing and kind of um, you know developed into a a solid scorer but uh, yeah with with the injuries they've got at the moment at least you're seeing some of these younger guys and recruits get a bit of an opportunity to show what they can do. And he's dropped the Giles from Giles Langdon hyphenade nation. So yeah, yeah, that makes him a better player instantly. Uh, makes him more aerodynamic. Quicker. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't have to carry that around. It's Correct. like a semi-trailer behind him. Oh, yeah. Well, would you tow two trailers <laughs> when you can just tow one? Exactly. Idiot. Uh, Xavier O'Neill had 70 points. I really like him. There's something about him. I uh, took his opportunity in the guts and had 14 touches, three tackles and a goal. Uh, he's been one who's scoring well in the waffle when he's gone back there. And I think of that next generation. So, uh, Luke Edwards, who I'll talk about in a sec. Um, Luke Foley, I think he's the one that's probably next in line for bulk regular games. He's um, I think they're re-signing him. He's a bit more mature in the body and- Um, can score so uh, he's one to look at centre forward I think this year too which is handy and uh, Lukey Edwards 55 points from him thought he had a pretty promising debut 15 touches from the kid Oh, I never thought he'd get a, a crack at the Eagles side, especially in year one. But obviously, injuries have absolutely and he's decimated been an emergency them. for the last few weeks as well. So it's yeah. been close. Yeah. Um, look, he played out on that wing and looked pretty capable, uh, possibly worthy of a stash, um, you know, depending on what happens if the, the West Coast mids over the next few weeks and, and years, I suppose. But uh, yeah, pretty solid. Uh, just one more for me uh, Luke Foley uh, had his first full four ga- four game um, I think it was a sub uh, earlier on in the year but yeah he scored 6-7 his first full game and he didn't look out of place just uh, playing a wing forward role a few dodgy handballs early that kind of you know made him look a bit shaky but since after that he was okay Um kicked a big running goal in the third quarter which all the Eagles players got around him on which was kind of nice to see as well um, and the reason why I'm so high on him is just he averaged 110 at 118 uh, at the under 18 championships and and uh, Averaged 111 in the Waffle Colts in 2018. So, he's a player that, yeah, if he can get a decent run, there's definitely fantasy potential there. That's all. Agreed. He was a guy I took in our um, rookie draft in his first season because of, of that potential. So, good to see him kind of show. And just quickly, Hef, Luke yep. Edwards had ah. 15 touches on debut. His father, Tyson, had 15 touches on debut. But guess how many Dream Team points Tyson had in his debut game? I'm going to guess 41. How'd you know? Oh, because we may have talked about this on the <laughs> Waywire well, podcast like 15 anyway. minutes ago. Fun stat: uh, 15 touches a piece. So no one. Uh, so Luke's got the bragging rights because we all know that everyone cares about fantasy points, not actual you know football. Yes, correct. Who cares about actual football? Boo, no one. <laughs> Although you seem to care about the umpiring of actual football because it ruins. On <laughs> I just want to watch football and not, you know, just pay fucking holding the ball. He well, said, hard. "Who cares?" Anyway. Yeah, but I've got to sit through two hours of football for the fantasy and goodness. You need and to It's let frustrating. All of your followers know about it too. Yes. Okay. Maybe I can make a change. Yeah. Sure. I, I, we basically started the petition to get Thursday night teams back. No, oh, I don't know about that. I think the traders uh, were. Fairly we, were one the, on that. we were the we were one of the first, and then all the big radio stations got on board, and then it all happened. But I don't know about we that. We were at the ground level. I know. I know. Warning listens to this show each week, and he'll be disputing that fact. Uh, warning, I'm happy to share <laughs> it with you, but I reckon if you could look through my tweets, I was pretty early on all of that too. So I wasn't. I didn't actually mind the uh, the um, rolling. I didn't, like. I didn't. I probably I'd obviously prefer the Thursday night, but I didn't really care. By the way, I'm not going against the traders here. I think that the podcast. Of Podcasters of the World really started the, uh, oh, is that what the you trend? trend. Okay, we all did it as a collective, even yeah. though it was basically just Roy like complaining 24 no, about- 7. It had nothing to do with Roy in the end. It was like Andy Maher and the bounce and all those people, that's where it came from. Nah, I'm back in the, the boys, the traders. Anyways, let's move on to Fremantle oh, sure. versus in. Western Bulldogs. Uh, look, not a lot to report on here. I've only picked three players out of all the games that aren't 2G4P. Um, that actually was interesting. They were, like, there was a lot of good fantasy scores. They just all 2G4P, that's all, which is too good for the podcast. We haven't made anyone 2G4P tonight, actually. No. But anyway, it's probably good. Weeks. talk about. Yeah, it's not much to talk people about. People don't try as hard in the bar weeks. Exactly. Uh, Nathan Wilson had 80 points. Just running out of defence, like he put up a fantasy score that was okay, but he had a nightmare game. Gave away a couple goals. Um, he punched Waitman in the dick as well, <laughs> so yeah, he got suspended for it, I think, too. So, he yeah, just, he did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny to see, but uh, look, uh, yeah, he should get suspended for that. Um, but it was a half-decent fantasy score by his standards, but, yeah, it's just not great. And, um, yeah, got a few – got a couple handballs that he probably uh, – that he probably <laughs> – extra extra two points there. Anyway. Well, uh, You're writing comedy now. It was, was poorly delivered, but I uh, <laughs> couldn't think of anything better to say. Um, uh, Taylor Duray, he had 90 points off half-back. Uh, it's just his usual role. He's been up and down this year, averaging 73. And with Dale, Daniel, Crozier, there's just a lot of mouths f- to feed back there. But he can put up decent scores on his day, like we've seen. So, mm-hmm. just a handy bench to, to loophole option, I think, Taylor Dre. And Mitch Hannon had 79 points. Uh, looked lively that forward, kicked two goals. And he looks to be in their best 22 at the moment over Lipinski. We haven't talked about this. Nah. The Oracle, what happened to Lipinski? Well, it was his season for a week. It was a very short season. <laughs> kind of like when, you know, butterflies give birth and that kind of thing. They don't last long. It's fleeting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Mm. But, look, Mitch Hannon, look, good game. He's only averaging 54, though, so not my radar. But I just do think that's funny that Lip- he's playing over Lipinski, so I, I think that look, says a lot about Lipinski. Maybe he's just not feeling right. Maybe it was just more of a, a gut feel mission. Obviously sick, yeah, something like that. He'll be yeah. back, don't worry. He needs a remedy. All right, that's the uh, round rewind done. So that was uh, Short sharp and Shiny. What are we out in the podcast here? Uh, let me just double check. It is 37 minutes, so that's right. So I'll probably get this one under an hour if uh, – oh, Spoke too soon, probably. Anyway, uh, if you enjoy the work we do each week, uh, please consider becoming a member. Um, if you appreciate the work you put into the podcast, you know, we put a couple of hours work into this each week. Well, I do. Case puts a little bit of time in. Nah, Half you, hour. you put enough in, mate. Um, Speed worker. But yeah, in, in return, yeah, you get access to all our premium resources if you do sign up. Um, we are talking before uh, about maybe doing a, um, a second podcast one day. If we could get enough members mm. to uh, maybe not have to work full-time the whole time, mm. we could actually do some more pods, but with our current jobs there's no way we're doing a second podcast a week it takes up enough of our time already but uh i just thought i'd highlight that we actually have 190 gold members 28 silver members and eight bronze members at the moment so well the all. 400 people that have over 400 people that have signed up to support us um thank you absolutely amazing yeah. so we just thought we'd do a bit of a stock check on that uh, and yeah it's uh, absolutely awesome so we can't thank you enough and no. i hope you're enjoying the premium resources and uh yeah Very humbling, so thanks to everyone who listens and uh, supports us. So uh, each week uh, we read out uh, a few gold members. So take it away, Case. Who are our gold members this week? Uh, MP, Nick Miller. Oh, Miller Time, the uh, former number five of AFL Fantasy World has a hat. Hey, Miller. Uh, Daniel Lazell, Shannon Watson, and Dale White. I think it's Nick Miller. I think that's his name. But anyway, he probably doesn't want to be recognised. Now I've given away his uh, real name. Now he gets stalked because he's got a hat and people want to get around him because he's got that sweet uh, top five hat is it kind of like you know you've revealed Batman's identity pretty right? much yeah essentially so. fucking hell man you better like <laughs> <laughs> dump that shit yeah I'll, don't worry I'll edit that out later <laughs> totally won't alright let's move on to the projections All right, this is the segment where we get into our weekly projections and we pick a few players uh, so that you should you know use as a captain or loophole streamer or bring off the wave of war options. But before we get into that, Kays, we'll just get you to run through the state league fantasy scores that uh, appeared on our website today. Who are the best scorers in the state leagues from around the grounds? Absolute pleasure. So the newest recruit to uh, West Coast, Connor West. 31 touches, six marks, seven tackles, and a goal on debut for the uh, the Eagles' waffle side. Very nice, 136 points there. Uh, Jackson Haitley keeps knocking the door down in the sand for 132 points from him. As you said before, Beast Mode, Reece Matheson, 39 touches, uh, 122 points. Louis Taylor, the forgotten Sydney Swan, had 24 points touches and 119 points uh, Elliot Himmelberg bobbed up and kicked two goals and had 116 points uh, Sydney's backup ruck, Callum Sinclair 22 touches 26 hitouts, 112 points uh, Ryan Clark my former boy 34 touches and 106 points from him Hef Nick Blake is not dead he's yeah. actually alive and scoring points he more than 30 all it takes Whoa. is just playing at reserves level Wow. All you have to do is play, what, what's it called? Neafil. No, Woff, VFL every VFL. week. Uh, 28 touches and 103. So, well play VFL Nick. against a complete amateur side because there's no other Melbourne teams playing. But mm. anyway. 103. What well I Nick. Uh, Not Lloyd, enough complete amateur. You know, semi-professional. Semi-pro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lloyd Meek uh, in line for a call-up this week, I reckon. 34 hit-outs from him and 102 points. And Sam Gray, your uh, long-lost friend from Port Adelaide, have 100 points on the dot for Sydney. Yeah, so thank you for that, Kayser. There's a few players to actually consider there, especially Connor West. Um, you know, he, he might be on I saw online. the picture mm-hmm. that you posted of him on our Instagram. Yeah. He looks like a genuine tradie. Yeah, he does. If he came around to fix my sink, I'd be like, yeah, he'd know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) I just need to break his sink, then he might come around and then you could get him on the podcast. It's a long way way to go for a broken sink. Call him up. Uh, Maybe next time they're in town. Maybe now he's got an AFL gig. He probably doesn't need the money. Who knows? Everyone do a cashier every now and then, I'm sure. Yeah, true, true. Caddies love cashies. Let's get into the projections now. So each week we pick a captain, a loophole, a streamer, and a waiver wire option. Um, We try to think a little bit left field or you know, cover a, a wide variety of players uh, each week to, um, yeah, just f- dig a bit deeper for the keeper leagues because sometimes the um, there's always the obvious captain options and, you know, that, but we try to you know, Look a bit left field So my first selection Is really left field This week for captain mm-hmm. And I've gone with Nick Natnui Ooh. So um, He's averaging 97 From his last three But Richmond have no Real ruckman And they do give up The most rucks uh, Points to rucks In the competition So I think they, I think it was 89 I think we looked up Before the game So um, That's with Nank Like playing So it might be a bit Different with maybe Chol And um, Coleman Jones mm. In the side But it, we'll, We won't know Until they play A few more um, rounds But I think I uh, think Uh, Nat is probably in line to have a big one this week um, against those two. So, you know, I don't know how big he'll go. And I wanted to go a bit more left field with this one. Um, I didn't want to go super obvious. But, uh, yeah, hopefully I I can get one here. We're he feeling a bit confident after picking? Ben Keyes, who just scores a million points. I think I had – last three weeks, I've gone three from three, I think, two weeks in a row. So, well, you scored – you had Ben Keyes 115 last week. I went Dom Sheed last week. He scored 123. So, get around me. I'm going a bit more safe this week. I'm going Josh Kelly. Um, Getting back to his best footy, obviously, slow start to the season. But, look – GWS are playing North this week. I reckon it's a no-brainer. Averages 109 in his last five games and averages 133.5 at Blonstone Arena. Hef, that's a pretty good going. Loves it down, down in Tasmania. Tassie's a fantasy footy mecca. Like Anyone who plays there just scores big fantasy points. It's uh, it's fact. Must be uh, something in the water. Must be. the Yeah, or, or in the Bogues. Oh, you got a bit of backlash for your Bogues versus yeah, no uh, Cascade. One Cascade, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I, I'm holding true. I if I had to drink one, I'd probably drink Bogues, but I probably drink neither. To be honest, I would give you a blind taste test and see which one you like better. Okay, let's do it. You can't actually get either in the mainland anymore. So you used have to be able to. That, it used to be everywhere. I uh, drank Bogues Premium like uh, Super Bowl Day. Bogues Premium Light. Yeah, I mean the no. draft. Oh draft. So sorry, I think you get, yeah. you've never been able to get Cascade Draft in the mainland. Oh, I don't no, think yeah. you can get it anymore. But next time, if Rachel gets a um. Uh, a trip down to Tassie for work. I might ask her to bring back a couple <laughs> cans and we can uh, do a taste test on you the pod. You send your flight attendant wife down to Tasmania just to bring home cans. Correct. Okay, That's fair, fair enough. Pod. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Uh, yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter because remedy is the official drink of this podcast anyway, and nothing can replace it. Uh, drink remedy. Uh, loophole options. My loophole last week was Will Hoskin Elliott, who pulled out a decent score. I think it was in the 80s, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, Uh, yeah. so another one tick Uh, This week I'm going with Zach Tui And I'm not doing it because I think he's going to go big Um, Like he's going well, he's averaging 80 this year But he only averages 61 against Port Adelaide And both Port Adelaide and Geelong don't give up a lot of fantasy points They're two of the most stingiest teams So I just think this might be a bit of a dour affair in terms of fantasy So people thinking about chucking Zach Tui on the field into their their midfield I guess because he's not a defender Um, Just bench him and wait and see I reckon That's probably my call Uh, I swung and missed last week with Riley Philthorpe as my uh, loophole option. I the 48 from him last week. No, you told him to put him on the bench and don't bring him on if he's shit. That's fine. It's true. That's what I love about loophole. You can claim it either way. Like, yeah, no, I meant like just wait and see. Uh, (laughs) Don't bring him on straight away. And if they went big, I'm like, see, I told you. Okay, I went that option. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This week, I'm going Trent McKenzie. Now, he's 29% owned, so you could pick him up if you like. Uh, He scored 65 and 89 in his two games this season. Uh, Hardly goes off the ground, 94% time on ground average. So, uh, very, very robust. Robust. Look, his stats this year have 31 kicks and two handballs. Love that kick-to-handball ratio. Um, look, the Cats averaged the third most behinds in the AFL. So, uh, since coming back to the side, McKenzie's basically taken a third of all the kick-ins. And, look, with Burden a bit, 50-50, and uh, Hartler on the outer, who are the usual uh, two kick-out takers, I reckon his uh, you know stats might bump up there. A couple of easy five or six kick-ins. Uh, you know, obviously... Few more kicks, few marks. He can issue, bust out a seventy, eighty. The issue with Cannon kicking in is that he, he doesn't kicks it too far. Well, he doesn't need to leave the square because you can just deliver it inside fifty from the from the back square. That's so true. yeah, that's that's a bit Imagine of an issue. If he just ran to like <laughs> thirty and kicked the goal, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Uh, yeah. I like the cannon um, Streamers So player that is Under 75% started um, From last week That you should bring Onto your field this week I've gone with uh, I guess there's a reason Why this guy wasn't, it was Under 75% started Because the uh, they didn't play last week, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Daniel Howe is my streamer this week. So, he averages 79 against Sydney and uh, 86 at the SCG. He's only going at 73.4 points per game, but there's lots of uh, points being scored in that Hawthorne defence. Um, mm-hmm. So, I think he's one of the players that can get involved in that kind of kick around. And, yeah, like I said, he's got a good record against Sydney, a good record at the SCG, so he should be okay this week as a streamer. Uh my streamer last week was Jake the Snake Waterman. I think he only had 60, so it's a bit poor. Who was my streamer? Did you got it there? Uh yours was There it is. Trent Cotchin. Oh no, that was a, that didn't work. I reckon that was like 77. Which is not good enough, and I don't reckon it's no, good it. enough. Nah. Um, I'm going with Lloyd Meek this week. Now I'm a spanking this. Happening that Sean Darcy's out injured, so uh, Lloyd Meek only thirteen percent owned, so can go him off the waiver wire. Uh, look, he hasn't set the world on fire in his four AFL games so far, but look, he's gone back to the waffle. Had hundred and two on the weekend, and he's averaged ninety three in four games, so uh, averaging thirty five hitouts and seventeen touches a game. Now, what I like about the matchup this week, they're playing uh, Gold Coast, so Gold Coast are either going to play two non-Ruckman or one non-Ruckman and Zach Smith, which is basically the same thing. So, uh, massive chance for Lloyd. Meek to go big this week and uh, yeah, put his name in that Fremantle side long term. All right, on to our waiver of the week a player that is under 65% owned that you can bring into your side. Uh, I'm going with Luke. Peddler now, he hasn't debuted yet, but I think he might be a bit forgotten about because he averaged 102 in the Sandful under 18s last year and he had 95 in the Sandful over the weekend. So, um, Barry we've seen out with percussion, so concussion, percussion, I am a percussionist in music, but uh, uh, no, Barry out with concussion, um, might not come straight back in, they might run him through the twos first or he might not be right, so who knows. Um, Ronan O'Connor struggles at AFL level, uh, especially from the fantasy scoring perspective. So, Peddler might be in line for a debut. So um, with Jackson Haley, man? we'll talk about him because there's a question about him soon but I know he had a big game but he's had big games before and he hasn't been brought in so... Um. Yeah, we'll talk, we've got to listen to a question about Jackson Hatley, so we'll talk about it then. But Luke Pedler is my wave of wire pickup. My wave of wire pickup is Mabior Chol. Look, uh, talked about him before. I think with Nank out for four to six weeks, he's a ruck forward. Uh, love that. 42% owned. Uh, was really, really good on the weekend, 97 points. As I said, look, he, he scored well against the Crows before with limited game time. And I think just having a free run at it um, – he looks up and about and ready to go. So I reckon him and Nignat gonna have a ding dong battle and uh, Cho will be a handy scorer for the next month or so. Alright, uh, if you want more projections, wave wire picks and State League fantasy scores, sign up as a member of the Keep League podcast and get access to all those premium resources and you can just go through and pick out these players before waiting for us to tell you about them. So, yeah, we'll get uh, into listener questions in a second, but we've uh, got an Apple review. Yeah. Um, and again, please keep this coming in. I think we've got one new one this week, but uh, we're, we've caught up as of next week. So, if we don't get any more in, we won't have any to read out on the show. So, just seriously, ask anything in there, put anything you want in there, mm-hmm. give five stars maybe, but uh, yeah, just put stupid shit in there. We don't care. Um, ask us a question, ask about your team, ask us a, a life question, personal question about us. It's fine. Um, we'll answer anything. it's a really but open book tonight. I am an open book. Um, but the hog for Life says, or um, well, the curry man, I'm not sure which pseudonym he goes by, but solid pod. Um, can you give our draft league Jager Bowl a shout out, please? No, no, we can't. No, Ish. of course we can. Of course we can. Do you reckon they like, we'll have to drink from a- uh, Big bowl of Jaeger on draft night. Oh, maybe we've got a team in our league called the Jaeger Bombers, and they've won three out of six premierships named after Jaeger Amira. Jaeger Amira. But every time I just see like Jaeger, I just think of his team, and I just don't want to think about it anymore. I hate Jaegermeister. Um, uh, last time I did Jaegermeister was with, of all people, Adam Hartlett, Hamish Hartlett's brother, in at the Cumbie in the city, and. After about four or five of them, I literally don't remember anything until I got home. Uh, well, I woke up the next morning. That really? is a super weird name drop. I <laughs> know oh, Well, it was a good <laughs> SANFL niche, good SANFL footballer. He played for, for Carlton, didn't he? He played for Carlton, no. played for West Adelaide here, and no. I think he played like a handful of games. Yeah. Um, he like more of a Skittle Bomb guy. Oh, Contro, yeah, yeah, not too bad. But uh, I don't like either. I, d- no, usually I drink beer. I wouldn't bomb normally. Now. Yeah, and uh, we are in our mid thirties now. So um, yeah, we're early thirties. Well, mid to early thirties. <laughs> you just look older. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get into the listener questions. All right, the first question of the night comes from at Remedy Kombucha. That's a weird name, but uh, <laughs> what does Remedy Kombucha... you reckon the first name is Remedy, last name's Kombucha? I don't know, Hef, but they sure know how to know how to make a good drink. They've said, forget footy. Now, that's fighting words, Remedy Kombucha, because we are not forgetting about football on no. this podcast. But they want to know, who is at the top of your Remedy flavour ladder? Well, it's easy for me. I am a huge... Uh, ginger lemon man such a my boring flavor man nah, but it's, it's just so, so fresh. plain okay and then if i just pick another couple i think then i'd go lemon lime mint i do like my citrus and then uh look, the cola is pretty damn good yeah cola is easily top for mine it's like a dynasty worthy flavor there they'll win four or five premierships in a row nah. uh without question without looking back i do like the blood orange as well but it's it's one that like if you drink it over and over again you can get a bit sick of it but i do You're really enjoy that, that what's that you know how to say you can get sick oh, of it. You no, I can get sick of- uh, yeah. Oh, but that's actually true because you literally just sit there and drink oh. a whole carton. Yeah, seriously. I Last year, I was drinking so much remedy because we just kept, kept rocking up my door st- doorstep and I kept like getting rid of it. Uh, this year, I've kind of eased up a bit. I only drink remedy when you're over because I've got- I had a problem, obviously, and it's affecting my fat nah. <laughs> Your gut was too healthy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, no, nah, I'm drinking less remedy this year, but I might get stuck back into it. Who knows? I might relapse. So, um, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, cola and then um, blood orange for mine. Ginger lemon. Oh boy! The OG. Anyway, they're all good though. Doesn't really matter. But yeah, there's just better flavors in my opinion. Um, at Butterbing UF uh, question, Josh Battle: What the actual fuck uh, is he ever going to be given a consistent role at St Kilda when he can, where he can produce an eighty average? He's shown he's capable of this, or have I wasted three years of holding him? Uh, they're just like stop capping him everywhere, and it's just not good for any. His, his footy consistency is struggling because of it. Like, I was a believer last year. Luckily, I didn't keep him. Uh, if we were going on what Heff would have done, he probably would have kept him. But um- – yeah, look, his his role is just so varied and mixed at the moment. They obviously remember you know, he's playing well. Kings down there, their backline's pretty solid, so they're just kind of using him as a, a real swing man, a real utility and it's just not conducive to to fantasy scoring. I only really like him if he's used as a defender, and mm-hmm. that seems to be like the role he's being used in like the least at the moment. Yep. So on the wing and then like a high half forward and yeah, look, when he was drafted he was drafted as a key forward, you know, and I know he's shown glimpses, but I don't know. I never really expected big things from him, but I didn't expect him to be used in any different role either. Um, so I'm not as shocked, but it's probably for a different reason. That's all. Uh, at DJ 4 Brooks, I'm starting to feel the same emotions towards David Teague as Hef used to feel towards Ken uh, in the hashtag sack Ken days. Uh, with no end in sight for me, does Hef have any suggestions to help me get through until sunnier times? Hashtag league train derailed. Teague train. Teague train. Sorry. Derailed. Um, look, I don't know if the Sat Ken days are really over. I have softened a bit recently, but at the same time, we haven't beaten a top eight side this year, I don't think. So, um, it's just back to normal ways. Maybe the COVID shorter games was uh, better for the side and that we're able to run out games a little bit better and mm. nothing's actually changed. Wait until you but, get uh, Bojo back next year. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm, I am, I've am i softened on him. But uh some tips. You know, footy used to really, really like, uh, it's pretty embarrassing like like admitting this but I see it really worked up about like you losing I still do port losing yes, you losing and get do. upset and stuff like that now I'm much more calmer like you know when we lost the dogs I was just I did not even feel like I didn't feel any different I was still happy like that I had a good night out with my mates and stuff like that and the key is I've actually this is this sounds a bit uh, sounds a bit lame I guess but I actually keep a gratitude journal so things that I'm grateful for each day I write mm-hmm. down three things I'm grateful each day and it actually has like changed me like emotionally and like I don't get worked up over things as much. So that's uh, something you could try there, uh, DJ Brooks. It's uh, really from the Trent Dumont School of Thinking. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it really mm-hmm. is. Like similar mm-hmm. to Trent For those who don't know, we talked about gratitude, empathy, mindfulness with uh, Trent for about an hour after we did <laughs> his interview. And it was a really great, insightful chat, just chatting on the phone with Trent Um But yeah, no, I do, I do that actually every day. And it has, does actually retrains your brain to actually just think positively and not negatively. So anyway, we're getting way so, too deep. So that's, that's my suggestion. See so on my the- suggestion would be start, we have Sam Walsh. Yes, we have absolutely. Sam Walsh. That's what I was thinking. I've got to actually tweet that back to him. Yeah. <laughs> actually, we have Sam Walsh. We have Harry Mackay, We yeah. have Tom Dukonic. That's yep. it. And just keep writing and keep writing that, keep over writing over that each day. Yeah, and you know, next year we'll have decent draft pick. That's something to look forward to. And so yeah, uh, at dotty thirty one, I've been a real believer of Max King, but lately I'm starting to waver. Is he worth holding, or is he destined for the scrap heap? Um, look in our league where we keep 16, he's easily on the uh, scrap, mm-hmm. but it depends on how deep your league is. Mm-hmm. Say if you're keeping over 25 players, mm-hmm. I would keep him, but anything less than that, you probably find 25 better players in your list. Surely. So my question for you half name one or two of the best young key forwards in the game. Um, uh, for fantasy wise? No, just, yeah, both fantasy can and I real count, football. Can I count Nick Cox? Uh, no. I like, uh, I like Ben King. The mm-hmm. other king, yes. He's quite good. Um I don't know, you throw me out the spotty cab. I'm just trying to I'm going through every club and trying to think about Philthorpe. No. Uh no one at Brisbane that I'd really go through. I don't know. I I d I don't like Keith f- I don't like Keith forwards in terms of fantasy at okay. all. From my point of view, you'd go it would be Aaron Norton. Oh I've got yeah, okay Aaron Norton. And Harry one. Mackay, right? Is two. Harry Mackay that good of fantasy as well? He's like my highest 70s average this year. Yeah, okay. When but, he, like he has to kick big bags to get these scores. But the thing with Harry Mackay is in his sixth year of footy and Aaron Norton's in his fourth year. The Kings are only in their third year of footy and I know third year breakout's a thing, but for your key forwards, I think you need at least to be in that you know four to six year window. So if you're a keen King follower or believer... I think you just hold one more year because I think that next year is probably the year that they're really going to come into it. Hopefully, for the for Max's sake, that St Kilda get their shit together and uh, start to fire. And once they're actually playing better footy, he's going to be on the end of a lot more uh, goals. So i hold. Can for I count one Luke Jackson year. as a key forward? Yep. I don't mind Second him. year. Yeah, because well, he'll, he'll be a rugman. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> I'm, so just, I'm actually going through each side. He's so good. Oscar Allen, I can't even. I can't see him being a good fantasy scorer. I can't really think of one that's going. I could have to have faith in. Like that, I'd, you know, rate any higher than Max King. Is that right? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Not even Aaron Norton. Uh, Aaron Norton, yes. He'll be good. He's the greatest of all time. Watched him pretty closely on your uh, last night. So, again, um, yeah, he's quite good. But, uh, yeah, no, there's not a lot out there that I actually like. But, you know, like I said, if it's, if it's a deeper league, you can keep him, I think. But if it's shallower, get rid of him. Mm-hmm uh woody j 64 why would a league play three by rounds madness no skill involved just luck of the draw unless you and, and then that you have less out than your opponent and we talked about this at the top of the show yeah it's ridiculous I, I do agree with you woody uh as you said i think there's reasons why some uh legs do it to, to balance up and everyone plays each other twice and all that kind of garbage but you you're really at the uh, mercy of the fantasy gods as to, to what jaw kind of comes your way. Will you play someone who's got 22 people to pick from when you've only got 16? It's it's hard, but uh, look, it's probably something you need to maybe table now and then once the season finishes, talk about in the off-season because everyone always kicks up a shit now in the middle part of the, the year when it's actually affecting them, but you know they don't really think about it pre-season when you know, maybe some rules are tweaked or, or mentioned. So if it is irking you make sure you are you know bringing up for some discussion on, on draft night or something kicking up a shit sounds a bit gross but anyway people would do that for, for, for losing three in a row to, to buy around games kicking up a stink stink whatever <laughs> oh shit stinks true uh, yeah, you got, you got a point the middle man. you got a point there man <laughs> uh, at is pepsi okay uh, can you see goulden having the opportunity to be a stud fantasy player very early but plenty of kids at sydney pushing for that midfield time I think so because he's been playing more as a forward this year. But the huge fantasy scoring we saw underage level was mainly on a wing, if I'm not mistaken. So I think they just need to kind of consolidate who their kind of outside players are going to be. And if he can, and I think he will get one of those spots eventually. And I think when he does, he'll actually be good in that position because he loves just kicking the ball, hates handballing. So mm-hmm. it's going to be good for fantasy. He's got he might be a player like Whitfield, you know, going forward. That's a big call, but. He plays a similar type game, so more outside. Because you, yeah. you're thinking about it, like Dylan Stevens can't get a game in there a moment. You know, yeah. um, Chad Warner's getting thrown around. And Florence playing in there each week, but he's just not at the fantasy type as we thought he'd be. No, so, yeah, I, I don't think you'd be trading him. I think the only reason you would be trading not. him is if you were in a window at the moment and you. Can I traded get him over as two far. weeks ago actually in a league. What'd you, um, what'd you get for him, Patrick Dangerfield? Yeah, worth yeah. it. He's a, in a deep dynasty league. If so. you're in, a, if you're in for two, go for yeah. it. Uh, at Legless Simo, midway through the season, which first-year players are you comfortable saying will have fantasy chops for their careers? Um, there's not a lot this year that I'm comfortable, but Tom oh. Powell, I, I can say I'm, I'm pretty oh. certain. Um, Caleb Poulter mm. looks like, and I've got Errol Golden down as my third. they The only ones I'm really, I'm, I'm, I can say with some sort of certainty that I think they'll be good. Forgot about Nick Cox. <laughs> I'm just not certain he'll be great. That's all. He's already turned up. Yeah, yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. on the big stage, dream time at the- Didn't Bailey Scott time beans, in his first game? time on the Swan. Like that's basically, if we were talking Harry Schoenberg, that would be a 200. <laughs> adjusted. <laughs> adjusted 200. Uh, yeah. yeah, look, I like Nick Cox. I think what Archie Perkins is doing, he, he get, he's getting all the right spots. He looks good, I reckon. He's going to be one. Oh, I actually think that Riley Thilthorpe could be one. You reckon? Yeah. I Why, why can't he be a like a genuine ruck forward, like, Sean, oh, what yeah. Sean Darcy's kind of doing no, this. No, 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 sorry. I just haven't seen him like ruck too much this year. But if he does play like his junior, you know, like his junior days and he does become a genuine ruck forward. He, yeah. Because he's below the ground stuff, uh, below I th- the feet I th- stuff. Th- um, I think stuff when well. um, O'Brien goes, he might actually jump into that number one ruck role and they'll probably try to recruit another key forward to actually do the swapping because mm. he's just. Quite talented um, and quite skillful for oh. his size. So he gets around the ground amazingly yeah. and his ball skills are yeah. fantastic. Yeah, that's a fair point. Nah, uh, yeah. Matthew Crotty, where do you see Burton at long term? Bergman has come in and looks pretty good and hopefully won't be as injury prone while Frederick is knocking on the door too. I think if Burton can go most of this season like and get a – Semi full season in, I think he'll be okay. I think this year he kind of just needs to be working into things a bit. Apparently, they've said to Burton that they've not managing him as much as they were and they're just actually making him go as hard as possible and actually trying to strengthen him up. And I think that, yeah, Land, it's risky, but they reckon, but showing that going light on him has not worked in the past. And this year it seems to actually be working a little bit better. I don't know if that's true, but I just heard a rumor, I think that was in my port group chat, that they're saying that. So, group um, chat slash big footy. No, I don't go on big footy. You can check my username, and I have not logged in in years. Um, it's but, you've got uh, another one now. Your <laughs> no, burner accounts. I don't have burner active. accounts. <laughs> Everyone says I have burner accounts. I literally, I barely do social media at the moment. Nice. Um, but anyway, I think I think it'll be fine. Um. No, actually, I don't think he'll be- so, but my, my I won't think he'll be the with, fantasy scorer. Yeah, probably my problem with Burton is yeah. I don't think at Port, he's going to be a fantasy scorer. Nah, they don't- like. like there's too much of a spread of scoring. Yeah his, yeah, his big number days when he was at, you know, that glory first year at um Hawthorne. I think it was, yeah, second year. Yeah, whatever. But, yeah. but first kind of playing. Yeah, first, him, yeah. yeah. Um, You know- those numbers aren't coming back again. Like he'll he'll put up the occasional hundred, and he'll probably be a pretty like reasonable seventy eighty scorer, but he's not. Um, yeah, he's not going to be hitting those heights that he probably could have um, at Hawthorn. Yeah, uh, Simon Evans. What's the go with Haley not getting a run for the Crows? Although Crouch is in the pine this year, he's still getting overlooked uh, for other younger unknown guys. Although well in the top few players each week at Sanful level, proving a tough hold. I think, first of all, we probably didn't expect – or I didn't expect Ben Keys to come on like this. Um, I know you probably did, or you say you did, but I think deep down even you probably mm-hmm. didn't. No, I've <laughs> <He's>, always believed. <laughs> he's shaking his head while he's saying that. But no. anyway, I've <laughs> always believed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, from what I've heard, uh, he is – They, they've Crows think he's a little bit too slow, um, doesn't use the ball well enough, doesn't defend hard enough. Um that's what I have heard. And he's kind of being taught a few things at the state level. Sounds like very Bryce Gibbsy. Yeah, does a bit. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they just pick a guy to pick on. Maybe this is what they need to get the best out of him. But you even notice in the preseason, like he was playing in the, the – like everyone was saying – One was an A team and one was a B team when they played the trial. When he was playing on the B team, everyone's like, oh, they're just giving him a run. But I think they're actually wanting to work on a few things before they're going to give him a decent crack. It is interesting, like his tackle numbers the last month have been ridiculous, like almost averaging 10 tackles a game. So, maybe that is something that was one of his deficiencies and they've gone like, Uh, this is something you need to improve I think his ball use, he needs to improve a little bit as well. So, that's something that they're probably pretty big on with the way they're trying to play at the moment. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, he probably needs to... Get a bit better there. I don't think he's too far away, especially with um, a few of their younger rookies not playing as well at the moment and he mm-hmm. is just carving each week in the two. So I think he probably should get a run sooner or later. It's just hopefully they play him in the guts and not across halfback or something like that. Just give him a run in the middle. Now the Crows, I think, are probably they probably thought they were probably in the finals done. hunt earlier yeah. on, but now they're not as much anymore. So hopefully they give him a run, but... Anyway Kaze okay, so we've still managed To make this go for an Over an hour Beautiful um, an hour We just love talking it. shit About footy don't we I love football Got a bit silly tonight Just not, hate but umpiring But love football <laughs> <laughs> Anyway that's a Zambrero wrap So uh, get around us On our socials Facebook, Twitter And Instagram uh, At Keep League Pods I swear if you're not On the Instagram You're missing out Putting up so much content At the moment uh, trying to put more stuff up there So people actually go there And look at it So um, yeah Have a look at that um, Really good looking gear Thanks to Remedy And Zambrero For feeding And uh, I guess giving us drinks as well And uh, get around our, The podcast that we sponsor The Point of Difference AFL Fantasy Podcast For all you classic players Are oh, those there. guys going What are they sitting at? Uh, Louis is ahead of me At the moment He's in about 500 or so I think a bit more And DOS uh, sucks So mm. yeah That's basically it. And he'll he'll listen right to this and he'll hear this and it will cut him real deep. (laughs) But anyway, all right, uh, let's wrap it up and we'll Zambrera wrap it up and we'll talk to you next week. See you guys.